The name of the weaving school at Te Puia, the Māori Arts and Crafts Institute at Otsurua, is called Terito. Fitting as the name derives from the Fakatauki Hutia Terito o Te Harakeke, Kaihia Te Komakoe Ko. Karere kiuta, karere kitai. Ki mai koe ki a hau te mea nui o te ao, mā kue ki atu, he tangata, he tangata, he tangata. Which means if you pluck out the centre of the shoot of the flax, where will the bird sing? It will fly inland, it will fly seawards. If you ask me what is the most important thing, I will reply it is people, people, People. Now, for the head of the school, Edna Pahewa, it was the forward thinking of her mother, renowned weaver Emily Schuster, that set the foundation 45 years ago to set up the weaving school so that it would thrive. Now, this meant planting paharakeke and sourcing seeds from outside of the area. To talk about the school today, I visited Te Puya and the weaving school Terito last week. I'm the Tumuraranga is the title, and it's just sort of managing the weaving school and its um, programs, its everyday activities. Um, as I said, the school part as well as the visitor experience part. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty well it. So, um, like right now, it's oh, about 20 to 9 in the morning, and when, when, as I was walking in, I could already see some tourists yes. here at Te, te Puya. Um, Explain what they do when they kind of do they come into the school and visit. Well, or? the day um, the day here at at um, Maki or New Zealand Māori Arts and Crafts starts at eight o'clock in the morning. The tourists are usually arriving from half past seven on, you know. Although the gates don't open till eight, so we open up and um, yes, they start arriving, remembering that. It's an hour, the tour through our organisation, the valley, the carving school, the mm. weaving school. So at some through, sometime throughout that hour, they do call in and see the schools at work. Um, and that's an obstacle again, or good or bad, I'm not sure, for our students, not only learning to weave, mm. they have the visitor there watching them. And that can be intimidating to some people, but um, they cope, yeah. you know, it, it's... We offer that's that's just how we are um, here in the, in Terito anyway. So when the tourists come in, is it purely an observation thing? Can they buy anything, for example? No, exam? no. Um, our, our main role in Terito is teaching the school. You know, is a is a learning place. Uh, none of our mahi by our students is for sale. So, but the the visitor can watch. Uh, they can observe. They can ask questions. Now, Edna. Um, your mother was uh, Emma, you know, the, the renowned weaver Emily Schuster. Mm-hmm. Um, obvious to me, really, that um, Raranga was a part of your life from a very young age. Yes, yes. Um, and your mum started the, the school. school. Yes, she did back in '69, I think it was. But it even started before mum. My queer was Ngatai Bub, who was the only sister of Guide Rangi. And so it was in our. Just about from when we could walk, we had our culture in us, and weaving was a strong part of that. So it's a strong link to my past, having those queer and mum and family members that wove, did weaving, did cultural kapahaka, all things like that. So I've had a really lovely upbringing, and the legacy that has come through to 
where I am today. Mm. Mm. We briefly chat, I had a chat before about um, um, there's a, a piece of audio that we have here at Radio New Zealand. Um, and it's from the 60s, and it has your mum talking about um, accessing, you know, and this is, what, 20, 30, 40 years ago, accessing flax from Foxton. In the beginning, the Institute had no stand to flax whatsoever. So when I was appointed, uh, the main requirement was flax, especially for the work that I do. And uh, knowing full well that you have to have a lot of flax for any one particular thing. So um, we planted stands of flax in various places around Rotorua and in the grounds of the Institute as well. But later on, uh, about five, six years ago, the Foxton flax mills um, stopped working because they found they couldn't compete um, economically against synthetic and nylon fibers. And so they plowed in all the flax stands that they had there. And when we found this out, we went to the Institute, sent six workmen down and bought back 40,000 roots. Bringing those seeds to Rotorua and then, um, you know, Hand, distribute it in a way to not only you know replenish the the, the harakiki for the school, but to um, give them to Rotorua Marae. If we look back, if we hark back to those days, um, Edna, how are the stocks of harakiki looking? What what your mum essentially started all um, those essentially years ago? Essentially, back then, what she started has thrived well and is supplying the schools well. But of course, it's growing too. The school is probably. Uh, and the and the needs of our organisation would have tripled from mum's years. So we, right now, are in the process of replanting again. Oh, really? The paharakeke that mum planted mm. for the organisation isn't big enough to sustain our pupu um, commitments, our weaving. You know, we're, we're always stepping outside. Um, of the Rotorua Reit? Not oh. so much out of the... Well, yes... <laughs> The, the most recent one, we took a hikoi down to Taranaki, where the queer down there, um, Fero Bailey, a dear friend of mine, um, said their pa harakeke of muka harakeke has been harvested and if we wanted some, we could go and get it. So we took a trip down. This will probably be a quarter yearly um, trip to harvest down there because oh, yeah. they have so much and don't have the weavers to weave it so it's good for us um, in the way of bringing other um, harakiki from other areas uh, we have some of Auntie Digger's harakiki here we have some of the Yates whānau here, local family at Ohinemutu they had some of their um, pā harakiki dug up so we bought it up here and we have a plantation of theirs so it's really good our families that were given pieces of a poo harakiki, like a plant, they were given by mum and they've planted and thrived and grown. So they're giving them back to us and we're finding places to put them so we can sustain our school. Um, yeah, that's all good. Do you remember at all, um, do you have any memories about, you know, your mum working within the institute? Did you ever come here as a oh, kid? Oh, we were always up here. Um, I think I first did had a job here in, when I was 15. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just natural that oh yeah it wasn't weaving though back then it was sort of in a weekend job looking after the schools where you never worked and 
in the schools on the weekend, but someone had to be on site to make sure nothing was tarhide or whatever. <laughs> yeah, stolen and people wind. stayed behind barriers instead of coming to touch. So, oh, okay. And that was way back. Um, but, yes, we came up often with mum to different things here and just worked with her. Mm. Mm, it, it's um, just got a strong, you know, feelings up here for me and in the past and just making sure what she set down within the schools is carried on. What do you think she set down? What do you think your mum laid well, as they a foundation? All, not just here at NZ Mackie, a lot of the um, politics, universities, te wānanga o Aotearoa, te wānanga o Raukawa, they are, we all have the same thing in mind to keep our, our craft going, you know, to, to keep it going for future generations. So although we're all different organisations, we have the one goal, and that's to preserve our arts and crafts. Mm. So um, that's what she set down. And she had to, and we still do, travel out to Marae to teach. It's just um, comfortable for the older ones, and I'm talking the queer, probably mm. older, for them, for us to travel out to the marae where they feel comfortable and teach them there. Nice. And then they can see uh, if it's tūrapa panels or if it's whāriki, they can, we can see and talk to them about where they're going to go. But, you know, have them come in here where the, the tourists are looking at them, they feel whakamā and don't feel right. So yeah. the programmes of travelling out to marae was instigated by mum. Mm. And that, that's a successful one too. And it's still being done today. It's still being yeah, done today. Awesome. Probably not as popular as it was back then because mum's job then did everything and they have and kept the um, what she had taught within the marae, kept it going. Tell us about um, Terito, the, the weaving school here at Te Puya. You, how many students do you have? Okay. Um, how does your day start? Do you commute from Tokoroa? Sometimes. <laughs> Used to be all the time, but the last year or two um, I've been staying here at, at a lake house that belongs to the whānau, which is just tranquil when I get home from work, and, and it's lovely coming in. Um, probably another, well, saves me about half an hour a day than travelling back to Tokoroa, but it, it's not far, you know, 35 minutes from Tokoroa to Rotorua. The school here at the moment, the demand for classes is night classes. Um, lo along with... The revival of Raranga has been strong. So getting students during the day is quite getting harder, you know, because there is a strong um, knowledge of it all out there now. So, But the, the women who work during the day and couldn't come to class but wanted to, we found a niche for them to come. So they the classes are from 5.30 to 8.30, two nights a week, oh, okay. and they come in for 20 weeks. So we have 20 on a Tuesday night, 20 ladies and men that come in from 5.30 to 8.30 and about 30 on a Wednesday night. You know, you know when I was listening to um, your mum's corridor, the Ngataonga corridor segment, there were, there were a couple of words that she used to describe like um, the difference between pāharakeke and pūharakeke. And um, are there any kupu that you use as a weaver that's pertinent to Rotorua that you wouldn't necessarily use in, say, Taranaki to describe? 
Oh yes, there's, there's quite a big difference yeah. in in the in the kupu they give or different areas give to words uh, to something. Um, as you said, paharakeke is pretty generic. It's 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 a plantation of harakeke, whereas pu harakeke is an individual plant. In the way of something, an an example, muka, we call muka is the fibre, and yet other places call it fito. 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 Wow. So um, that's one probably good example. Of, but very much um, we explain to our learners, we're teaching them our, how we were taught. Um, we have people from all over the Motu, so I encourage them to go and, and learn their way. You know, if they, some of them are just learning to have it like a hobby, but some of them really remember the queer, remember watching. So I encourage them to go back to their... Um, hapu or their iwi to learn the what am I looking for the, the karakia for their, res- their oh, nice. region you know, yeah. the um, words like we're just saying the fito the muka they, the queer in their areas would know the different words they would or different kupu they would use it's even a different different ways of teachings you know um, and, and none of them are wrong because you, you're just different you mm. know and and you can't even question the teachings because they were taught by their queer. You're not just questioning them. It goes back further to who your questions are pertaining to. So, no, we, no one's ever wrong, mm. I believe. It's just a different way of the, how they're taught. And some of them love learning all the different ones, you know, but we stick how we were taught is, is how we teach. Kia ora, um, ko Sam Pahewa, Taku Hoarangatira, um, no Te Whanawa Apanui, uh, Toko Whana Tamariki, Toko Te Kaumarua Mokupuna, um, uh, ai, kia ora.